What does it mean to receive healing is the topic of today's podcast. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. You know, our scripture today is 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You see in this scripture that John is connecting our physical health with the health of our soul. So what part of us needs to be healed? Is it our physical body, our spirit, our soul, or all of the above? I would submit that it's all of the above. We have a body that houses our spirit and our soul. And when one part of us is sick or wounded, it affects our entire being. You know, in John 4, there's a story of a Samaritan woman. She had lots of strikes against her. First of all, she was a woman. And in that day, women were not highly valued or appreciated. Secondly, she was a Samaritan. And Samaritans were looked down upon, especially by the Jews. Samaritan women were always considered unclean. And thirdly, her life choices had left her with, well, quite the checkered reputation. So she goes to the well in the middle of the day. Now, this was odd because women would generally go early in the morning when it was cool. But see, this woman was avoiding the others. Why? Well, it was her shame. Her lifestyle wasn't exactly acceptable. She had a reputation, if you know what I mean. She didn't want to subject herself to the village gossip mill. And you see, she was known to have had several relationships with men, and it might even have been that some of the men's wives would have been at the morning gathering at the well. Can you imagine how awkward that would have been? Out of her fear of rejection and the confrontation of others, and because of her own shame, she went to the well later in the day so she wouldn't have to face others. Well, on this particular day, Jesus came to that well. He could have sent somebody else, or he could have gone when she wasn't there, but he actually intentionally chose to go when she was there. And he had a conversation with her. He had an encounter with her. Now, this was highly unusual for several reasons. First of all, he was a man, and he was a Jewish man. Jewish men did not speak to women, and especially unclean Samaritan women. He read her mail that day. What do I mean by that? Well, he told her things about herself that she had not told him. He knew that she had had five husbands and that the one that she was living with wasn't even her legal husband. His initiative to engage in that conversation with her releases forgiveness, and she is restored and empowered. Listen to what happens. She ran into town telling everybody that she met about her encounter with Jesus She instantly became an evangelist, and many went to hear Jesus and believed that he was the Messiah because of her testimony. Now, just think about that. Earlier that same day, her life choices had led her to believe that she couldn't even be around other people. Her shame had kept her from engaging in normal life. She was being affected by her spirit and her soul was also affecting her body. And yet, that one encounter with Jesus 
changed everything. His words brought healing to her heart. He didn't condemn her. He spoke the truth in love, and she was set free. The change was instantaneous. She ran through the town yelling at everyone. The same people that she tried to avoid previously, she's now sharing about her radical life-changing encounter. You know, it's difficult to describe the weight that people carry when they have unhealed hurts. You can often see it in the results in their life, the pain in their relationships, the difficulties they have in health issues, and in other situations in life. A hurt person often hurts others. They don't do it intentionally, but they live out of their hurt, and others get hurt as a result. Picture with me for a minute a pair of glasses that every time you're hurt or wounded, there's smudges that go on those glasses. Those smudges build up, and eventually, you can't see clearly out of those glasses. Everything you look at is seen through those smudges or those wounds in your life. Now, those wounds might be of the past. Those wounds might be of the present. But those smudges give you a distorted picture of the circumstances of your life. All of our glasses need to be cleaned. And when our glasses are cleaned, then we can see life clearly. And it's really a game changer. So some of us need physical healing, and all of us need heart healing. How do I know that? Well, everybody gets hurt. We have a childhood. Every one of us has had a childhood. And we have those growing up years where we're riddled with painful events. Every person's pain is a little bit different, but we all have it. In fact, the opportunities to be hurt continue all throughout our life. We have to learn to process through the pain for it to not have a hold on us and to affect our lives in a negative way. Because there's really only two kinds of people in the world. There's those people that are hurt and those people who are hurt worse. When our hearts are not healed through forgiveness and allowing Jesus to heal, then the pain worsens and it grows. But it's not enough to forgive alone. You see, forgiveness is the place to start. But until the wound is healed, there'll still be a place of vulnerability. Circumstances will happen, and additional pain is often piled on top of the original wound, and it begins to affect our physical body. It affects everything about us because we look through that lens of that wound, and we begin believing things that are not true. Oftentimes, in our mid-30s, early 40s, people begin to have what we call a come-apart, where they can no longer deal with the past trauma and wounding. Their sleep might be interrupted, their struggling relationships, and just doing life becomes an extraordinarily challenged. The first thing about receiving healing is being willing to admit that you need it. The woman at that well could have rejected any encounter with Jesus, but she didn't. Jesus didn't specifically address her need for healing, but he saw it. As he spoke to her, she was lovingly confronted with her life choices. There was something that miraculously changed internally for her as Jesus spoke to her. That internal change brought an external change. She was no longer afraid to be seen by others in the village. She didn't avoid contact. She didn't hide. She didn't have to keep her thoughts to herself. She joyfully and boldly spread the news all across the town that Jesus had known everything she'd ever done 
and yet he still accepted her. Her encounter with him changed her, and her life impacted thousands of others. That's the power of healing. Regardless of your past, when you're healed, God can and will use you. You know, in what we do, we often see very wounded people, and we have the opportunity to lead them through the RTF integrated approach to ministry. And we get to watch them as they encounter Father God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus. It's always amazing to be a part of that miracle of healing. Every time it's unique. There are no two healing sessions that are alike. Let me share with you about a heart healing session that we had the opportunity to watch. First of all, I'll call the man Dave. That's not his real name. But Dave was a physician, and he was very stoic. He wasn't very emotive at all. And as he went through the ministry process of RTF, we actually wondered if Dave was getting anything out of it at all. When we got to the heart healing session, we call it soul spirit healing. We had some concerns if he would be able to really receive the healing. As we coached him through the process of asking Holy Spirit to take him to the memory, and he began to tell Jesus about it, Dave began to share with us what was going on. In his memory, he was a young boy. He was seven or eight years old. But the adult Dave began to weep rather uncontrollably. Well, when he could talk again, he shared that in his memory, his dad had always promised to build him a treehouse, but he never had. It had been a big disappointment in an area of wounding in his life because dad had promised that they would always build this treehouse together, and yet the treehouse had never been built. In his memory, he invited Jesus to come and heal his heart. He said that in the memory, he saw Jesus sitting in a treehouse with him. The amazing thing is, is that when we asked him, what was Jesus doing or what did Jesus say to him in that memory? He said, nothing. Jesus just sat with me. He didn't have to do anything. It wasn't even Jesus' words. It was just the presence of Jesus in that place that brought healing. Several weeks later after that session, Dave ran up to us at church one morning and he said, you know, it's just amazing. I get to go sit in the treehouse with Jesus all the time and get more of my heart healed. You know, you just can't make this stuff up. That non-emotive stoic doctor was crying during that healing. And then he was just about jumping up and down with joy at the newfound place that he had from his encounter with Jesus. You know, you might be thinking, well, that's a little weird or odd. You know, it was for me when I began first getting my heart healed. I was a lot like Dave. I didn't emote very much. In fact, I was pretty emotionally shut down. Uh, I had learned that as a child, just to shut down my emotions. And it was a bit scary to feel things that had been buried for so many years. But as I pressed through the process and allowed my minister to lead me into that place of healing with Jesus, I received a tremendous healing in my life. The outcome of the healing of my heart and of my emotions has truly been life-changing. Well, maybe you're not emotionally shut down. You could be just the opposite and find yourself living out of your emotions. That lifestyle can be equally as unhealthy. You see, we were created by God to have emotions. Your emotions are good when they're healthy. When we're unhealthy emotionally, we're like a roller coaster. 
And it's hard for everyone around us to know how to live with us when we're going through those severe ups and those downs. It's especially hard when you're experiencing those vast shifts. So let me ask you a question. Are you tired of trying to cope with the shifting sands of your emotions? Maybe you're struggling with the effects of a traumatic childhood. Let me encourage you. You're not alone and there is help. You don't have to continue to have those roller coaster emotions rule your life. Roller coasters are fun every once in a while, but not as a way of life. Or maybe you're like me and Dave and you're emotionally shut down. You don't have to stay that way either. And I can tell you it's good to have emotions, that you can feel joy, that even you can feel times of sorrow in a healed way. Receiving healing will radically change your life and you'll continue to experience greater and greater freedom as you continue to receive his healing. Will you join me in this prayer today? Father God, I thank you for loving me and accepting me just the way I am. Thank you that you know me intimately, just like you knew the woman at the well. You know all my failures and bad choices. You love and accept me as I am. You forgive me. Your desire for me is to be healthy and to prosper in all things, including in my spirit and my soul and my body. You know my past. You know the hurts that I experienced as a child and the effects of those things on my life today. Lord, I confess and acknowledge that I need your healing power today. Would you open my eyes and my heart to receive all that you have for me? Would you heal my heart and show me the way to receive your complete and total healing and restoration in my life? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.